Club celebration. Come on, let's welcome in all of our locations. Great to see you no matter what location you're attending today. We are so glad that you're with us. And we are kicking off a brand new series called Ghost Stories, a not so spooky series about the Holy Spirit. And it's gonna be really, really great. Hey, before we get into today's message, just a couple of things. You saw the, uh, there that Celebration Church, once again, we're hosting the ARC Conference, the Association of Related Churches. Um, I'm on the, the board of that organization. And by the way, through your giving, we planted our 500th church just last month. Come on, can you give God a hand for that? And uh, I wanna say that even though that's a pastors and leadership conference, man, you would love it. Uh, one of our main speakers is Joyce Meyer. Joyce Meyer will be speaking here. Yeah, yeah, she'll be. She'll be speaking here that Wednesday night, and uh, we'd love for you to come out. It is a conference, so there is a fee. They've given us a great discount, though, ARC has. Uh, so I'd love to see you here if you can make it. It's gonna be an amazing conference. And then also, I wanna remind uh, all of our sub-30 people, if you are sub-30, and that speaks to itself. Sub-30 is our college and career age ministry. They have a service here every Sunday night at seven o'clock, and tonight they are kicking off a brand new series. I think we have a graphic here. That's right, Drunk in Love, a series on God, love, and sex. Drunk in Love, that's right. Beyonce will be here singing that song. I can't guarantee that, but we have invited her. Maybe we'll just play the song if she doesn't show up. But uh, man, this is gonna be a really good and powerful series on sexuality, on dating, uh, love, sex, all that stuff. Listen, listen, uh, sex does not have to be gray. It especially does not have to be 50 shades of gray. And in fact, a lot of our sexuality, it's very black and white, okay? It's right out of the word of God. So we're going to get away from the gray and get into the clear at our sub 30 series tonight. The worship is amazing. So if you are that college career age, 20 something, uh, we'd love to see you here at seven o'clock. All right. Are y'all ready? Get into the message, man. I'm really excited about this series, uh, ghost stories. So uh, what I want to do is if you have your Bibles, I'm going to ask you uh, to go to the gospel of John the Gospel of John chapter 14. And while you're camping there, you can go there in your Bibles or on your iPhones. Now look, when I'm preaching, I'll see, I'll see y'all out there on your iPhone. Y'all are like do, you know, doing the Bible, the U version on your iPhone, right? Y'all not like texting, playing Angry Birds, you know, whatever. Y'all are looking at, at the Word on your iPhone. So hang out in John chapter 14. Let me read you a few other scriptures before we get there. Matthew 28, 19. Look what Jesus says. He says, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Everybody say, whoop. Everybody say, Father. Everybody say, Son. Everybody say, Holy Ghost. And we're gonna be talking about in this message the doctrine of the Trinity, one of the foundational doctrines uh, of the church, that there is one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. One God but three persons. Look at the next verse here. Here's another good verse on the Trinity. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. Now look at John chapter 14, the Gospel of John. And to give you a little bit of context about this, Jesus is encouraging 
the disciples right here, they're, they're kind of freaking out here because Jesus has said, hey, I'm gonna leave you, but look, don't, don't, I don't want you to worry. And, and also, like, like, it's even good that I go away because if I don't go away, the helper will not come. And he's talking about the Holy Spirit. Here's what he says here to encourage him. He says, look, and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. Another, that word no, another means the same kind, like the same substance. Jesus is saying, he, he's gonna give you like God, just like I've been God in the flesh, he's gonna, he's gonna God, God is still gonna be here, another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth, everybody say spirit of truth. Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, look, for he dwells with you and will be in you. And of course, that happened on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came. And it's one of the most amazing miracles and blessings that we have as believers is that we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, God in us. And look what he says. He says, look, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. I want to talk to you about understanding the Holy Spirit. And we're also going to look at this doctrine of the Trinity today. And I've entitled this message, He Makes It Happen. He makes it happen. Come on, touch a few people around you and say, he makes it happen. He makes it happen. He makes it happen. <laughs> Pray with me, Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, I just thank you that as we go on this journey uh, into understanding and developing a relationship with the Holy Spirit, God, I thank you that it is gonna be just an amazing supernatural experience. Lord, speak to our hearts in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. You know, uh, it, you probably saw the promo video on this series, and it's really interesting if you ask people, even Christians, like, okay, explain the Holy Spirit, or, you know, who is the Holy Spirit? What is the Holy Spirit? I mean, people come up with all kind of different answers. You know, a lot of people have the idea like the Holy Spirit is kind of like some kind of force, kind of like a godly, supernatural force. And I think they, we get that idea because the way we use the word Spirit, you know, like, like, you know, we, we'd say about someone, man, they have great team spirit, or that person has a real spirit of adventure, or maybe they're going through something tough and they're keeping a good attitude, and we're like, man, that, that person has a real fighting spirit where we're kind of talking about their force or the energy they're projecting. And so a lot of times, even Christians, as we think of the Holy Spirit, we think of kind of like this, this mysterious godly force, and I think we think of it that way or think of the Holy Spirit that way many times uh, because the Holy Spirit, at least in this dispensation, the Holy Spirit doesn't have a body. When we think of Father God, you know, there, there's scripture with the Father on the throne where he has a body. Of course, Jesus was uh, the fullness of the Godhead bodily, so we picture that, but like the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, he doesn't have a body. So we kind of have this idea that it's kind of this mysterious force, this kind of fog that kind of rolls in and, and, and does things. Or, or, or maybe, you know, you've been in a church or you've even uh, seen Christians talk about the Holy Spirit or demonstrate the Holy Spirit in, in very confusing ways. In other words, something crazy happens. They're like, oh man, that's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit, you know what I'm saying? Or, or it, you're just confused, and we're like, you know, uh, well, no, that's, that's the Holy Spirit. L let me tell you something about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not the author of confusion, okay? In fact, just the opposite, the Holy Spirit brings order. The Holy Spirit is not spooky any more than Jesus is spooky or our Heavenly Father 
is spooky. And so what we're going to do over the next several weeks, we're going to go on a journey understanding the Holy Spirit because for you to know Jesus, you've got to understand your relationship with the Holy Spirit. You know, there one time I was talking to this girl and I was talking to her about the Holy Spirit being filled by the Spirit and being led by the Spirit. And she was like, you know, I, I don't like to really focus on the Holy Spirit. I just like to focus on Jesus. Well, it doesn't work that way. Okay, it's not three, three gods and three persons. Okay, it's one God and it's three persons. And in fact, you can't know Jesus except through the Holy Spirit. So you need to understand who the Holy Spirit is. And we have these ideas because we read in the Bible, you know, the Holy Spirit's not going to testify of himself and, you know, everything of who Jesus is and what Jesus teaches, the Holy Spirit is going to bring that and lead us into all truth. What that means is that the Holy Spirit isn't going to add anything extra to Scripture or new truth or new revelation. No, that was all fulfilled in the person of Jesus Christ. But to know the person of Jesus Christ, you cannot know the person of Jesus except through the Holy Spirit. Okay, and so for, I would just want to give you three quick foundational truths about the Holy Spirit, and then we're going to have a ghost story. Who's ready for a ghost story with, with Pastor Stovall? Okay, it's going, to be, it's going to be good, okay? Three quick foundational truths, okay? Number tr troops, truths. Number one, the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is not an it. It's not a thing. You know, sometimes I'll hear people say, the Holy, Holy Spirit's coming, here it comes. Here it comes, no, the Holy Spirit is not a it. The Holy Spirit is a person. That's why when Jesus was referring to the Holy Spirit, Jesus said what? When he, when he comes, the Holy Spirit is a person. Now you can read this all throughout the New Testament and especially in the book of Romans and in the book of 1 Corinthians. It talks about that the Holy Spirit has a mind, that the Holy Spirit has a will that the Holy Spirit has emotions, that the Holy Spirit has joy, that you can grieve the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit speaks. In fact, 1 Timothy says he speaks very clearly. All those are traits not of a thing or an entity. Those are traits of a person. So it's important. The Holy Spirit is a person. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And that Trinity, even though we say it like that, is because that's the order it's presented in the Bible, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Listen, the, the Holy Spirit is not, you know, third in order or in power. He is equal with God the Father and God the Son. They are all equal in power. It is one God, watch, three persons. The Holy Spirit is a person. The second thing is, and here's, man, this is good here, look. The Holy Spirit is God in the earth. The Holy Spirit is God in the earth. So watch, watch it. I like to say it this way. The Holy Spirit is, is the God of the now. In other words, everything that God's doing in the earth is being done by the Holy Spirit. He's God in the earth right now. Okay, well, what about Jesus? Isn't Jesus in the earth? No. Jesus ascended. That's what we celebrated last Sunday. He resurrected. Jesus didn't like floating around the earth. No, Jesus resurrected. The Bible is very clear that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. So God the Father is on his throne in heaven. Jesus is seated at the right hand of God. So Father God and Jesus are in heaven. The Holy Spirit is God in the earth. This is what Jesus was talking about. He says, look, it's good that I, that I go away, that I go back to heaven. If I don't go back to he heaven, the Holy Spirit's not going to come. And the Holy Spirit is going to be in you. And because the Holy Spirit is going to be here, watch, greater works shall ye do. 
Greater miracles sh shall you do. Listen, listen. The whole Holy Spirit, see, a lot of times I hear people say, you know, oh man, man, it would be awesome if Jesus was here. And wouldn't it be awesome if Jesus was here? It would, right? It'd be awesome if Jesus was here. How many of you would be excited if Jesus came back, he took human form like Jesus was on the earth for a couple of weeks so you could see Jesus? Wouldn't you be excited about that? Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, good, I'm glad you're excited because you know what? That's all you can ever be. You know why? Because if you wanted to actually go see Jesus, look, hey, you get mad at us when the parking's bad. I'm gonna tell you right now, if you got in line to go see Jesus, if Jesus came to this earth tomorrow, that line's gonna go halfway around the world. Y'all be all mad at Jesus. I can't believe this parking. I can't believe this line I gotta wait into. And let me say something about our parking also. These last few weeks, man, our parking team has been on it. Okay, they've been on it. Watch. Watch. We are gonna have the best, most efficient parking of a church our size in the entire United States of America. That's what I, that's what we, listen, I was out in the parking lot just a few weeks ago. I tried, I, I'm, some of y'all tried to run me over. I remember you. I remember. <laughs> no, but I'm telling you, we've been, now, now Easter, you know, it's crazy on Easter, but the last few weeks besides Easter, you know, the average time out of our lot has been five minutes. Five minutes, so watch, when you're in line and you think it's long, I want you to look at your clock and see how long, it took six minutes from over there, three and a half from up here. It took five from back here. The average time's five minutes out of the lot and then it takes another five minutes to get down Skinner Parkway through the lights out there to the interstate. 10 minutes, 10 to 12 minutes and we're gonna improve by that and we're gonna cut off those curbs out there as well, those jagged curbs that stab some of our tires and all that. But I just wanna say this, listen, we're on it. The parking at the arena is gonna be great. We're making OP and St. John's and thanks for hanging with me in that parking announcement. But can you imagine, can you imagine if Jesus was here, just the line to see Jesus? And if you ever, if you waited years and finally got to see him, I mean, what you gonna get like 60 seconds? You see what I'm saying? Man, thank God for the Holy Spirit. That because God is omnipresent, now the Holy Spirit can dwell on the inside of us. Watch, you can have a one-on-one -on -one with Jesus 24-7 every day of the week, every week of the year. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Man, what an amazing blessing. So here's how I want you to think of the Trinity and the Holy Spirit, okay? So think of Father God as the architect, okay? The Father wills it. He wills it. Remember when Jesus was on the earth, he said, I'm here only to do the will of my heavenly Father. The Father wills it, okay? Jesus declares it, right? Jesus is the Word. Jesus became flesh, so the Father wills it. Jesus declares it, but then the Holy Spirit makes it happen. The Holy Spirit makes it happen. Let, let me say it another way, okay? Father God is the architect, Jesus is the general contractor. The Holy Spirit's the work crew. The Holy Spirit makes it happen. I could take you back, we're gonna go in, in just a few moments, back to Genesis, I mean, chapter one. That God, the architect, the heavenly father, he planned the creation of the world. Then he spoke, who was that? Jesus, that was the world that was created by him and through him. Jesus spoke it, watch, the Holy Spirit made it happen. 
So every single, watch this, every single miracle and supernatural move of God that has ever happened on this earth, from the creation of the world to the parting of the Red Sea to all the miracles that Jesus did was done and are still being done by the Holy Spirit. Touch somebody and say, he makes it happen. He makes it happen. He makes it happen. Now, some of you might be saying this, whoa, wait, wait, wait. Wait, Sobal, but when Jesus was here, Jesus was the son of God. And so when Jesus was on the earth, he did those miracles by his divine power as the son of God. Oh, no, he didn't. Oh, no, he didn't. When Jesus came to this earth, he emptied himself, the Bible says, of his divinity, of his divine power. He came as a man. He, he, he emptied himself. He came as a man, and all the miracles that Jesus did, he did by faith, anointed of the Holy Spirit. All right. That's, why, that's one of the reasons why Jesus had to be baptized. Remember, the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove. That's why Jesus could be tempted. The Son of God right now, Jesus back in his divine, you think God can be tempted? The Bible says God can't be tempted. He's God, so how could Jesus be tempted? I'll show you how, look. Philippians 2, 5, 6, look. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he, will look, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. Look at this. But what? But what? He emptied himself. He could have come down as the son of God and done this and done that, but you know what? He could have been tempted. He couldn't have suffered and, and experienced what humanity is like and, and what we go through and all those things. So, man, what a savior we serve. Look at this. Jesus emptied himself of his divinity, of his divine power. And what did he do? Look, by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he, form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. How did Jesus do all his miracles? Acts chapter 10, verse 38. How, look at this, God what? He anointed. He anointed, How, what do you mean? God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with what? Power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Here's what that tells us. Man, you, wow, you talk about a savior. You talk about God putting it on the line for us. Jesus came to earth, emptied himself of his divine power, and walked this earth as a man, anointed by the Holy Spirit. Every miracle that Jesus did, he had to do by faith, just like you and I have to live by faith. And when Jesus was, was, was praying and all those things, he was doing that by faith, anointed by the Holy Spirit. So watch this. When he was tempted by the devil, it was real temptation. When he felt that pain and suffering, that was real. He really felt that pain and suffering. Okay, so when we're in worship and we're singing Jesus won it all and we have victory in Christ, I want to let you know that was a serious victory for him to come as a man but still live perfect and flawless and sinless and be obedient unto death. Oh, come on. He did it all. He could have just rolled through the earth with all this divine power that he had before in heaven. No, but when he was on this earth, he did it as a man anointed of the Holy Spirit. Now he's back up in heaven, 
reigning in all his divinity as the son of God, but now with all authority over heaven and earth. And he's given us the Holy Spirit. Okay, so remember this. The Holy Spirit makes it happen. The Holy Spirit makes it happen. God the Father is the architect. God the Son is the general contractor or foreman. The Holy Spirit is the work crew. Every miracle that's ever been done, what God is doing in the earth today, it is all done through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit makes it happen. Now, here's the good news for you and me, okay? How many of you need something to happen in your life? Who needs something to happen in their life? Well, here's a good watch. The Holy Spirit makes it happen. God's already willed it. He's already willed you to be blessed and free and experience the abundant life. Jesus has already spoken it and come down as that word made flesh and we have the living word of God. But guess what? When you understand your relationship with the Holy Spirit, now what has been willed and been decreed can now start to happen in your life because the Holy Spirit makes it happen. He makes it happen. How many, how many of you ready for things start happening in your life? Man, you ever heard about a place that's happening? You're like, man, that place is happening. That's a happening place. Look, your life can be a happening place. The Holy Spirit makes it happen. All right, y'all ready for a ghost story? Ooh, get ready, kids. All right, so look at this. Let me show you something out of Genesis right here. Look, first chapter. Look, then God said, he's creating man, right? Let us, everybody say us. So right there, we, we see the Trinity right off the bat. God is speaking, and God, God doesn't say, he doesn't say, let me. Let us, plurality, look. Let us make man in our, everybody say our. Our image, they're not, not my, our image, according to what? Our likeness, do you see that three times? Three times. One God, three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Look at this, God is, Father God's the architect, right? He wills it. Let us make. There's the plan. There's Father God right here and then in this us. Make man in our image. There's Jesus. He came as the express image of God the Father. According to our likeness, there's the Holy Spirit right there. The Holy Spirit brings the substance of God into the earth and into our earth. Remember, God created us out of the dust of the ground, right there, Genesis chapter one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Can you give God a hand for that? It's a trinity. Now this is really interesting, okay? This next verse I'm gonna show you, first two scriptures of the Bible. Okay, now, we always refer to the Holy Spirit as the third person of the Trinity. And rightfully so, because as we saw in Matthew 28, when Jesus says, go and baptize people, and other scriptures like in 1 John 5, 7, it lists them in that order. In that order, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The reason that it's listed in that order is because that's the pro progression. It's willed, it's declared, it's made to happen. But all three of those are equal. Just because the Holy Spirit's referred to as the third person of the Trinity, it doesn't make him any less than God the Father or God the Son. They're all equal, watch. It's one God, it's three persons. So what's really interesting about the first two verses in the Bible, the Holy Spirit is the first person of the Godhead mentioned. Okay, so the law of first mention, we see the Holy Spirit, look at this. In the beginning, 
God created the heavens and the earth, okay? So God created the heavens and the earth. Who knows what they were doing, how they were looking, all that, billions of years. But now look, now we come into right here, okay? The earth was without form. Some translations say now the earth. So now we're zoning in on the world as we know it. Okay, we can see there was already the sphere, the waters and all kind of stuff. Look, the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. Look at this. And the Spirit of God, there's the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. In the beginning, God creates what? The heavens and the earth. Lord, let your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now look, watch, watch. Now the earth was without form. How did God create man? Out of the dust of what? The earth. So now the Holy Spirit's gonna come, why? Because the earth, look, first of all, it's without form. In other words, it has no structure. It has no order. It has no purpose. Is there anybody in here today and maybe right now in your life, watch, watch. There, there's, there's some chaos in your life. Your life has no, has no structure, it has no order, it has no purpose, there, there, there's chaos, you're a little bit confused. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is here right now and he's ready to be, bring order and structure and purpose to your life. Everybody say, the Holy Spirit makes it happen. So, so, so look right here, what's going on? Look, we have an earth it doesn't have order, it doesn't have structure, it doesn't have functionality, it doesn't have purpose. What do we say in the God first life? What, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you? What's the first thing that you have to have in your life? God first, you have to have order. When order is restored, blessing is released. What the Holy Spirit is about to do right now, he's about to come in to the earth. The earth doesn't have form or structure or order or purpose. Guess what, the Holy Spirit's about to say, I'm gonna make that happen. I'm going to bring you some purpose. I'm going to bring you some order. I'm going to bring you some structure. I'm going to get the confusion out. This is what it means to be led by the Spirit. See, when you're led by the Spirit, then you come into a life of purpose, a life of order, a life of... Is anybody hearing what I'm talking about? The Holy Spirit makes that happen. He brings order into your life. Now look at this. So the earth was without form and void. That word void, it means empty. Maybe there's some people here today and your life is empty. There's no fulfillment. There's no joy. There's no satisfaction. There, there, there's an emptiness on the inside of you. I've got good news for you. Guess what? The Bible tells us to be filled with the Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit is about to fill this emptiness, fill this void right here. The Holy Spirit wants to bring you abundant life. He wants to bring you peace. He wants to bring you satisfaction. He wants to bring you fulfillment. How does that happen? The Holy Spirit makes that happen in your life. So look, that's why we're to be led by the Spirit. That's why we're to be filled by the Spirit. Do you see what's going on here? Watch, watch. This is a type and shadow of the new creation, right? 
The earth was already here, but now the Holy Spirit comes. God is about to recreate, but he's, what he's about to do is put purpose and order and function and life and all those things back in the earth. What does the Bible say? That we're new creatures in Christ. I'm telling you, how does that new creation happen? The Holy Spirit makes that happen. And when you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, you're going to find order and peace and joy and fulfillment. That's good preaching whether you like it or not. Okay, look. Watch this. Did I hear a hand clap in the back? Was that Orange Park or St. John's? I heard it. I got you. Well, what about up there in the, in the bowl? Out of you. Okay, watch. This is my favorite one. Look. Look at this. He brings order and purpose. He brings life and satisfaction. He fills our emptiness. Look at this. And darkness was on the face of the deep. If you're living in darkness, discouragement, despair, confusion, if you can't find your way, you don't know what's going on, you have fear, you don't know what the future holds. If you're in darkness, guess what? The Holy Spirit turns the lights on. The Holy Spirit turns, he, watch, watch, he turns the lights on. He turns the lights on. Here's, here's, here's what the Holy Spirit does, okay? The, the Holy Spirit, watch, watch, this is the thing. It, it, the Holy Spirit, we're, we're reading the word, he takes the word from logos to rhema. He turns the lights on. He turns the lights on. He takes this from, from just being a book to being the living word of God. He takes this from being just words to being bread that nourishes our soul. He turns the lights on. He turns the lights on. He turns the lights on. Remember, what, 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 what? You ever heard that? You ever heard that saying, the lights ain't on and nobody's home? Like, what did Jesus tell the Pharisees? They were studying the scriptures, studying the scriptures, and Jesus told the Pharisees, he says, you study the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life. But I'm the one that the scriptures are speaking of. So many people today, watch, they're, they're looking, they, they, they're trying to find something in the, in the word, but if you don't have the Holy Spirits, the lights are gonna stay off. The Holy Spirit turns the, he turns the lights on. That's why, that's why Jesus said what? My, my words are spirit and they are life. Touch somebody around you and say, he turns the lights on. He turns the lights on. Dude, that's, why what, that's why we talk about this. What We talk about what? Getting wisdom from the Holy Spirit. The spirit of wisdom. We talk about getting revelation from the Holy Spirit. You know what revelation is? And we're talking about, man, I got revelation from the word. A revelation is this. A revelation is something that God has known all along and he shows it to you for the very first time. He reveals, aha, that, guess who does that? That's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit turns the lights on. When you feel the presence of God, you know who you're feeling? You're feeling the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit turns the lights on. It, let me say it this way, watch. When we come into praise and worship, it's the Holy Spirit that takes us from the place of singing a song about God to experiencing God in that song. Oh. 
It's the Holy Spirit is the one that takes us from the place of, of listening to good music, and good music it is, and, and, and singing words, and, and he takes it from the place of, of music to the place of worship. He takes us from a, watch, watch, from a place of spectating to a place of participating. He turns the lights on. He turns the lights on, and what? And he makes it happen, and he makes it happen. I want to experience God. The Holy Spirit makes that happen. You need to understand your relationship with the Holy Spirit. See, Jesus says this about the, about the Holy Spirit. He's a spirit of truth. He's a spirit of truth. You know what the great thing about truth, truth is? The truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. So that's why, so that's why, watch. When you have an encounter with the Holy Spirit, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, why? Because liberty or freedom is a byproduct of truth. He's the spirit of truth. The truth will set you free. Oh, you're encountering the person of truth and he brings freedom. The Holy Spirit. Man, thank God for the Holy Spirit. What would we do? Get, watch, watch. If we didn't have the Holy Spirit, it'd be like the Old Testament, man. It'd be great we, um, in the sense of, okay, we're, we're saved. We're going to heaven. But guess what? The lights wouldn't be on. The lights would, you couldn't have a 24-7 with Jesus. When God spoke, he would have to do like he did in the Old Testament. Like he'd have to speak through a prophet, like outside. Now we can all hear from the Holy Spirit. Now, 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 you, now you can have a one-on-one -on -one with the Holy Spirit. He can guide you into all truth. You can feel the presence of God. You can have the lights turned on. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. See, when, here's, here's what happens. When you understand the Holy Spirit, your revelation of Jesus gets stronger. When you understand how the Holy Spirit works in your life, it only greater glorifies the Son, glorifies Jesus. Look, look at this next part here. Look at this. Look at this. It says, okay, so look, we're led by the Spirit. He brings order, purpose. He fills us. We're no longer empty. He turns the light on. We're not confused anymore. He gives us wisdom and all that. Was on the face, look at this, was on the face of the what? Deep. Deep. The Bible says that the heart of a man is like deep waters. Deep waters, watch. It doesn't matter how deep your sin goes, your pain goes, things that have happened in your past. Some of us, we've got some deep issues. We've got some deep pain. We've got some deep sin. There's, 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 there, there's a, a, a deepness in our life that we might not even show on the surface. I've got good news for you. The Holy Spirit is the master of the deep. He knows how to get into the depths of your heart and into those issues. He knows how to heal your pain no matter how deep that pain is in your life. He knows how to set you free from that sin or that addiction or whatever that thing, no matter how deep that is. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is the one that transforms us. We are transformed from glory to glory by what? by the Spirit of the Lord. So listen, you know what we're gonna do on these next five or six weeks? We're going on a journey. It's gonna be a journey of freedom. And regardless of how deep 
your issues are, guess what? The Holy Spirit's gonna get in the deep. He's gonna set you free. He's gonna heal, he's gonna heal you up. He knows how to get in on, on the inside of you. Now, now, now listen to me, look at this. He was hovering over the face of the water. Here's what I need you to do. Come on, come on. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to open up your life to the Holy Spirit over these next few weeks. I need you to open up your life to be filled by the Holy Spirit, to be led by the Holy Spirit. I need you to let Him get in the deep places of your life so that He can bring transformation. Come on, the Holy Spirit's gonna make it happen. Come on, the Holy Spirit's gonna make it happen. Whatever you need, He's gonna make it happen. If you need something to happen in your life, the Holy Spirit's gonna make it happen. He's gonna make it happen. He's gonna make it happen. Come on, let's worship. Let's worship God in spirit and in truth. Yeah. take that step and say, Stovall, over these next four or five weeks, I want to really open my life up to the Holy Spirit. I want to learn what it means to be filled with the Spirit. We're going to show you that in these series. I want to learn what it means to really be led by the Spirit. We're going to show you that in this series. We're going to learn about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're going to learn our relationship with the Holy Spirit and watch that relationship with the Holy Spirit is gonna bring a greater revelation of Jesus into your life. And I'm telling you, you're never gonna be the same from this point forward. Bow your heads real quickly. How many of you would just say, Stovall, I, 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 I have a lack of purpose, or I'm empty, or there's darkness, or there's some deepness of sin and pain, and I'm just, I'm, I'm gonna say yes to the Holy Spirit really coming into my heart and doing a work of freedom in my life over these next few weeks. If that's you, would you just lift a hand wherever you are? Hands are going up all over the place. I hope all of us do. I hope all of us do. You can put those hands down. Here's what I wanna ask you now. Look, you might be in here and you, you, you're not right with God. You haven't surrendered to Jesus. Listen, remember when I read that scripture in John 14? Jesus says the world cannot receive the Holy Spirit, okay? In other words, the only way you can receive the Holy Spirit is you first have to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior so that the blood of Jesus can wash away your sins. 
and now you can be filled with the Holy Spirit and then he can make all those good things happen in your life. So maybe you're in here today and you've never really surrendered to Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you've been coming to church some, but you've never really surrendered to Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Or maybe you did it one time, but you've walked away from God. I need you to come back to God today because I don't want you to miss out on what the, the, the miracles that the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life. And I also don't want you to miss out on heaven if you've never really received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I'm telling you, you might have your doubts. You receive Jesus, you get filled with the Holy Spirit. You know what? Your eyes will be open. The lights will turn on. You'll be like that blind man. You'll say, I, I don't know. All I know is I was blind, but now I see. See, the lights got turned on. The lights got turned on. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you say, Stovall, I need to surrender my life to Jesus or I need to recommit my life to Jesus. I need a fresh start with God. I want you to slip a hand up right now wherever you are all over this place. Raise them high. Raise them high. Orange Park, St. John's, Orlando, Northern Ireland. Raise those hands right now. You'd say, man, I need to surrender my life to Jesus or I need to recommit my life to Jesus. All right, lots of hands are up. Okay, look up here. Look up here. Here's what we're gonna do. On the count of three, if you raised your hand, I'm gonna ask you to come down. This is how we're closing the service today at all of our locations. I want you to come down to this altar, okay? Maybe you raised your hand on Easter or maybe you've raised your hand before to receive Jesus, but you've never made a public declaration, a public stance for your faith. That is so, so important, okay? Jesus said this, if you, if you uh, proclaim me before men, I'll proclaim you before my Father in heaven. But if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my Father in heaven. What he was saying is if your inward surrender is sincere, then there will be an outward declaration of that in front of people, okay? Your relationship with God is personal, but it's not private. It's not private. So this is the part of service. I don't want anyone bowing their heads. I don't want anyone closing their eyes. In fact, I want everybody looking around, okay? If you need to go public in your faith with Jesus, surrender to him for the first time, recommit. You're one of those people who raised your hands, but even, or even though you didn't, on the count of three, I want you to come to this altar, Orange Park, St. John's, I want you to do the same. Ready? I'm not gonna do this again. One, two, three. I want you to get down here. Get down here right now. Come on, here they come. Just make your way, make your way down, make your way down. Come on, come on, come on, make your way down. Make your way down. Come on, y'all help them if they need to get out, come on. Come on, make your way down, make your way down. If they're in the middle, if they're in the middle somewhere, if they need help, help them come down. Orange Park, stay with me. St. John, stay with me. Come on, we're going public. We're going public. Come on, we're going public today. We're going public today. Come on, keep coming. Y'all follow over here. Y'all follow over here. Oh man, this is a celebration today, come on. It's awesome. Come on. Come on. Orange Park, St. John's. Come on. We're going public. We're going public. Isn't this great? Oh, I love this. Come on. Come on, keep, we're gonna we're gonna keep clapping because all of heaven's clapping, heaven's rejoicing. Jesus says all heaven rejoices when just one person comes back to God. Look at all these precious people up here. We're going public. 
We're going public. Anybody else before I pray? Anybody else before I pray? I'm so proud of y'all. Okay, Orange Park, St. John's, y'all pipe in. Man, the Holy Spirit's about to make some things happen. Holy Spirit's about to make some things happen. Here's what, what? You're gonna, you're gonna receive, let, let me just ask this at all of our locations real, real quickly. How many of you would say, Stovall, I feel like, maybe I've been coming to church and stuff, but I feel like maybe I'm really surrendering to Jesus for the very first time. I'm not asking if you're a Christian or not a Christian, because that means different things to different people in our culture. But you're saying, I feel like this is the time where I'm, I might be truly, really surrendering to Jesus for the first time. Would you stick your hands up, all of y'all who would say that? You here, 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 here. Look at all the hands going up. Look at all the hands. Raise them high, raise them high. Raise them high, wow. Vast majority of people. How many of you would say, Stove, I've surrendered my life to Jesus, but I've strayed, I've strayed from God. And I'm kind of like that prodigal son. I'm coming back to God today. You raise up your hands. Wow, come on, give my hand, everybody. All right, here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do. I'm, I'm gonna say a prayer, and guess what? For those of you, if, if, if Jesus is not on the inside, he's coming on the inside right, right now. And you, you know how? The Holy Spirit's about to make it happen. He's about to make it happen. So we're just gonna re receive Jesus, surrender to Jesus, say a simple prayer. Church, I'm gonna ask you to help me. Let's all pray this prayer along and help these people that are up here praying it right now at all of our locations. Now mean this with your heart, okay? Say, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I repent of my sin. And Jesus, I trust in you as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, I thank you for forgiveness and everlasting life. I follow you, Jesus. I thank you for a fresh start. It's a new day. It's a new beginning. Now fill me with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Let's receive the Holy Spirit. Lord, we receive the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Come on, give God, man. Awesome. Thank you for joining us for this week's message. Our prayer is that it will help you to live a God-first life. For more information about Celebration Church and other available resources, please visit our website at www.celebration.org.